Yes, sir. Hello, listener. Welcome to Area de Rigore. That is ADR for BreakingTheLines.com. It's me, Dana Shikpal, your host with the mostest. I'm with Maxi Angelo. Hello, hello. As always, it's me, Max, bringing you the weekly dosage of culture, all things culture. How's it going, Max? It's good. Been have I have the the day off, so I'm I'm relaxed and ready to talk culture. Yeah, man. What did you do on the day off? Uh, the the boring, but uh, I, I hope you didn't. Stuff. I hope you didn't watch Torino Lazio. Oh, maybe <laughs> I did not. I can pro- the, I can assure you I didn't. <laughs> on one of the four nil nils that we had this weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, go check out all the articles right now on breakingthelines.com. Just a, a needless plug there. Um, yeah. The, the big one was this weekend. It was Atalanta Milan. But aside from that, we had four nil nils. Where's the crazy man? Where is the crazy? It's not the same league anymore. Hey, don't say that. It's the second game week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. But <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a really weird for for a Serie A weekend to have four nil nil games. I think it's possibly the beginning, um, but there's still plenty of things to digest. Is uh, it the is it the Max Allegri effect on the entire league? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We're dedicating about I don't know. 40 minutes of this podcast to, to Max Allegri, considering yes. I think what was last week, like 30, 40 minutes. Was it even 40 minutes? Uh, I think it was half yeah, an I hour so. for, of, our, of our one or two listeners. <laughs> Only Max will get that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's take you through the scores. So we began on Saturday with Torino Lazio setting the tone for the weekend. It was nil-nil. Uh, well, you know how exciting the weekend's going to be if Lazio are in a game and it's nil-nil. Udinese Salernitana, nil-nil. <laughs> Udinese had a red card. Inter Spezia, Inter three. Spezia nil. Sassuolo one. Lecce nil. Berardi getting on the score sheet for Sassuolo. Napoli four. Monza nil. Empoli nil. Fiorentina nil. Empoli had a player sent off. Bologna one. Hellas Verona one. Atalanta Milan on Sunday the big one one piece. And then on Monday, we had Roma 1, Cremonese 0. And then the weekend finished off with a Max Allegri Classica. You guessed it, 0-0 against Sampdoria. (laughs) (laughs) That's getting a lot of traction online um, because of one viral post. But we'll we'll get into that. What we're going to start with is the biggie. One of the two seven sisters collided against each other this weekend. It was Atalanta against Milan. Um, you watched this, Max. What did you make of it? I thought it was quite an improvement uh, for Milan from last week. It felt like they didn't they didn't play as uh, unconcentrated un- as they were against uh, against Udinese. Um, yeah, they were sloppy then, but. Uh, I think they played better this week, um, but you could tell that the opposition was tougher. Uh, and uh, there, there are a few players in Milan who hasn't reached their uh, their kind of peak form yet. Leao is one. No. Um, he doesn't. He, no, he he. It, the caveat is that it's game week two. Yeah. And obviously, he's not going to pick up where he left off last year because he was in devilish, like supersonic form. Exactly. Um, but he he hasn't he hasn't quite hit the hit the ground running. Um, th- this was 
a big top of the table clash or some something of the sort, but you could tell it was game week two. Like nobody really laid a glove on each other for for most of the game. I think Milan took the onus more than Atalanta. Yeah, I think that Milan, if there was one team closer to winning than the other, it was Milan. They had, I think, at, at least three good chances to score a winner. But I mean, you could tell that that Tonali wasn't himself either. He just back from injury, and uh, yeah, so. I thought he had a. I thought he had a good game. Um, just some of the some of the interesting things for me from this game. He did have it's a good just, game, but there there are some yeah, yeah. kind of details to his game and and margins he didn't have on his side. Uh, one one uh, with a kind of uh, good good chance he got towards the end. I think if it was in, uh, at the end of the last season, he would have scored that one. But yes, yeah. yes, yes, probably. But but like. We said this. This is not beginning of last season, and that you know the the players are sort of working their way back up to fitness again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I mean, it's it's kind of the process, you know. Um, it's not just Milan. I get it. You know, it's it's this game week two. I I just wanted to say it's weird, and I know why they have to do it. They've had injuries and they've lost quite a few players, but it's. A little sad and a little weird to me that Atalanta are just not like you know when Gasper like peak Atalanta peak Gasparini. I think I spoke about it last week, and it's because it's twinging me with so much sadness. But this is not the Atalanta of old. They don't press like monsters. They don't attack with like overlapping centre backs. It was like very much mid block. We're gonna sit off. We're gonna play on the counter. We'll try go long to Zapata. We'll try go pull in the wings for Luis Muriel. Um, Zapata, by the way, he scored once in fourteen games. Yeah, um, I think it was. Um... It is also sad. Um, Atalanta coming into this, uh, Gasparini and Malinowski were having war of words as well in the press. Yeah, I was just going Malinowski, to say. <laughs> yeah, the Gasparini basically said in the press, "We need somebody who's going to score more than six goals in that position." And then naturally, Malinowski scored a, a Malibu. Yeah, and he was he was, in my opinion, their best player. Definitely. He was their most dangerous player. Um, along with, I would say, maybe pa- uh, Pasalic. But it's so it's just strange to me to see Atalanta look not so creative. I thought they played well in terms of like what they had to do and sort of limiting Milan and the game plan, especially because they got the first goal. But yeah, I don't... I keep saying it. I just look at that first 11 and think that is it. Like that, that 11 is good. But that that bench doesn't really offer too much. Yeah. So it, it, throughout the game, it was like they let Milan take the lead, and they just reacted from it. I felt. Yeah, it, it felt like that was the plan, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but if 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 it was the old Atalanta, they would have taken the lead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I keep saying it, and I just wonder if things are maybe coming to an end, or maybe they they. Football has a way of doing this where a manager and club has been together for so long, both just need a refresh. So one says to the other, let's just go separate ways and maybe push comes to show. I think that uh, just, you know, judging from the outside perspective, it feels like uh, the, the, the group of players doesn't really have that same kind of love for Gasparini anymore. I mean... Mm, that's, that's always hard to tell. They're certainly at least reacting to his tactical changes. 
because you think of like players, these players have played in a certain way for many years and then now he's just sort of gone, yeah, we don't have the intensity to do that. Can you just drop it down a level? And it seems like they've been okay with it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that, that Gasparino would have kind of had those comments he did towards Marinovsky um, if it was like perfect between it's them. strange though. That's, that's a strange thing to yeah. say. About about your. It's an indication of of the relationship between him and the group yeah, of I, players. I don't really see how anybody benefits with a quote like no. that. If I'm a manager and I get into the press conference and say, "Yeah, we need someone who scores more than six goals in a position," maybe maybe the the centre forward goes right. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to fight like a tiger and try and score as many goals. But it's just not. It's maybe a little bit of a archaic way of motivating a player yeah for sure uh let's i I think it's interesting to keep an eye on that but i I thought they they did well enough uh atalanta milan the the way they were building up to me what was interesting i tweeted about it at the time for anybody who follows me please follow me on twitter (laughs) please 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 danish iqbal is uh, is my name is my handle um tonali was sometimes pushing up in attack um, and then sometimes it'd be Theo Hernandez. So when Theo Hernandez pushed up an attack, Kalulu would come from centre back and drop to full back, and then Tonali would would sort of slot in in the centre back position, as if if it was Theo who was pushing up. Why, you know, why don't you just tell Theo to advance and push Tonali up, or you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think maybe just leave leave Ismail Benassi and build up. And then push up, then push up Tonali. Like, don't if Dale's going forward, Tonali shouldn't really need to stay back. When when Atalanta didn't, they were just looking to hit hit them on the counter. Isn't it about balance though? What do you mean? Yeah, didn't you say that when when Theo advanced, that uh, Sandro do- dropped back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't. But Kalula was covering Theo's position. Maybe Tonali could have uh, joined up as well, and then you have a back three, and Benison builds up from the back. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh okay, okay. I, I see what you mean now. Yeah. So, like, my my um, the the my idea was okay, uh, fine. Theo go up, Tonali go up too. So then you have sort of two players in central positions trying to drag players out of position. Obviously, they're playing a a mid to low block. Kalulu squeezes next to Benison with Calabria, so you have a back three, but Benison split sort of splitting the. The centre backs were now Kalulu and um, Calabria. Yeah, yeah, I I fully agree. And sorry, um, Tamori as well. Tamori's still back there. My bad, I forgot. <laughs> Tamori's still back there. Uh, you know what I mean? If you can, that was a way I think to manipulate space. Whereas Pioli was going for just one of them up there, maybe throw a bit more caution to the wind. Yeah, you you would have uh, gotten uh, a numerical advantage in in, in attack, and I think. That- yeah, for sure. Nali showed uh, towards the end of last season that he's really good at kind of stepping up from his midfield position and and be a dangerous threat in the box. I think one good thing that you can take from this game, Theo Hernandez looks very sharp. Like, very sharp. He looks like he was good last season, but like a little bit wishy-washy. Um, maybe had a little trouble with injuries. The season before, he was just... It, he exploded. It feels like he's back to that level. I agree. Um, your fatherhood, and he's quite settled in Milan now. His contract, new contract, um, so he knows what he's doing. But he he looks like he could have that a really really good season for uh, Milan. I think that he also has um, gotten some more um, responsibility now. When when Kessie left, 
because yes. he's kind of, in, next he's, one of the, line. he's one of the senior players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think he he really likes that and thrives because of it as well. Yeah, he, he's one of the the leaders of this Milan team. But I guess maybe that's what happens when you win a title. So sort of all of you gain this aura or stature about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, with you, it was. Um... It was a step in the right direction for, for Milan, at least um, from from last week. Even though they didn't win, uh, I think the overall performance looked better. Yeah, the goal from Benesel was really good as well. He's he started the season increasingly, well. Increasingly, increasingly to me, becoming one of the most underrated midfielders in the world. Um, a quick word on Brahim Diaz. He, I don't. He he seems. Like he gets pushed off the ball extremely easily by like almost everybody. He, he does. I I get that he's small in size, but in in tight spaces he can either find a good shot pass normally or sort of skillfully go pa- go like maybe past a couple of players. But he these days just seems to get muscled off the ball. To me, he should play in La Liga. I think he would benefit the most there uh, because it's not as physical. Uh, it's more. The more technical nature of the league, and um, I think that Brahim would fit better better there than in Serie A and Milan. Yeah, just a last last thing I think for me from on Milan. The when when Giroud came on, it was very much right. Get down the wing, overloads, and we're gonna cross. It felt like you know last season when Ibra came on sometimes, and then they were just going. Yeah. Off. Um, just just something to maybe look out for tactically with Milan. Once again, I, anything I was, else? Sorry, sorry. No, no, anything else? I was going to ask anything else? Yeah. Uh, with Milan? Once again, I thought that the Ketteler looked good when he came on. Yes, 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 yes. I was going to say, um, CDK, big up CDK, <laughs> was maybe perhaps could start instead of Brahim. If you wanted to like take the onus from the start. Yeah, I, I think he should start the, the next game. Yeah, perhaps, yeah, yeah. We have an ADR special, an area de rigore story special from our very own Max Angelo Tick. <laughs> yeah, so the the past couple of episodes we've been talking about, you know, Hellas Verona, they've uh, they've lost some of their key players. Caprari is gone, Barak is gone. Rest in peace. I mean, they're not dead, but yeah, Simeone is gone. Uh, but. Uh, just before we hit recording, now we we saw some some interesting news. Um, so there's there's a, this uh, defender from my from my local team here in Sweden called Jordan. Uh, His name is uh, Isaac Hillian, uh, and it's how do you spell that? How do you spell Hillian? Uh, it's Hillian, H I E N. H I E N. Okay, for everybody who wants to look it yeah. up. Um, so basically, uh, Juan assigned him from from the Swedish third tire last year, where he where he had just been schooled from attacker to to center half, um, and they signed him as a center half. And uh, last season, he didn't really get any minutes because he he were injured a lot, and uh, so he was sent down to the to the second tire on loan through through fall. But then he worked a lot of, uh, mentally and uh, kind of uh, gained some core strength and, and stuff like that. So he didn't... He hit the gym hard. Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. He was like a physical monster before, but he didn't have like this kind of um, 
how should you say ground physique like um uh, I don't know. How... You're talking to the wrong person yeah, about yeah. like. Anyways, uh, he didn't. He he, <laughs> he was so strong, or he had so much muscle, but he he didn't kind of take care of it, so he got injured because of it almost. Um. But yeah. Anyway, so this season he he came back. He started um from from the get go of the season. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Swedish season starts in April and goes to November, so it's not uh, like the like Serie A. Uh, but anyways, he he's been the best player every game, and um, now he played a vital part in in Djurgården, uh, qualifying for the Europa Conference League for the first time ever. Um, yeah. So. So you know this? Yeah, player. yeah, I know him very well. Um, oh my god, actually, like you actually know? Oh him. no, no, I I know of him very well. Oh. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, because that's where I thought the story was going. I thought you knew him. Oh, oh no, no, he was going to come on the show. No, no, I I oh, know some players from Jordan, but not him. Okay, so basically, you know this player who plays for the Swedish team, and now he's he's going to Hellas Verona. They just communicated yeah. that he he's going there. Uh, so there, there was talk about both Torino and and Hellas Verona, but he chose uh, Verona. But I thought you knew him. You don't know him. <laughs> no, I I know of him very oh. well. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's my bad. My bad. I've, I've misjudged the story terribly, and basically, Max. But it's still a good story. Somebody in his home. Oh no, it's it's a great story. Yeah, it would have been better if you knew yeah, him. Yeah, it would. But that's where maybe the power of Twitter can come in. Okay, so everybody who listens to this, maybe tweet us. If anybody even does tweet, do, does anyone tweet us on the on the Twitter? Don't know. <laughs> we'll have to get producer Juan for that. Um, that stuff. It's his fault. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I, I would say keep an eye on him because he's uh, he's been very dominant in the in the like the European games now against against Rijeka and Apuel from from Cyprus. So I mean, he's looked really really good and he it, there's been talk about him going to the Swedish national team now as well so Isaac Heen you hit it here first and we would love to get him on as well so yeah Max and him can, can talk about Sweden yeah and and he's where, where he's from he's come on. Uh, speaking of Sweden I'm joking Sweden and Napoli have <laughs> no connection at all but I just needed to move on to the next point Victor Lindelof has been rumoured to Napoli moving on has he <laughs> Slapped Napoli slapped Monza 4-0. Uh, how good are Napoli playing right now? Yeah, I I think like the, the peak of their football of, of what we've seen this season it was it's been has been better than, than last year. But I mean as we said, it's only two games into the season, but No, but we can we can still get excited about yeah. them. Like everybody does. Everyone gets excited about Napoli. And, and it's also, so I mean the easy the easy way to speak about it is of course Kvitsa Kvaraskelia, but I think there's been um many many other interesting players. I like Lobotka from what I've seen and um, and Guisa as well. That maybe like the the, the when Spalletti was in with Fabian Rui um playing as a starting level, I think he's injured. I, I believe so, yeah. Uh, it was like they were build, building up from the back in a more patient manner. With the Bokken and Anguisa as the pivot, it's, it feels like more of a 
a progressive partnership. Yeah. So they're sort of moving the ball quicker. And I don't know if anybody has watched Napoli so far. If you get a chance to like watch the highlights, some of the football is ridiculously good. It's like one touch and Guisa ball carrying, laying, laying it off to Ossiman. And then here we go. Second attempt in, in two weeks. Kovashkelia. Was that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Kavashkelia dropping yeah, in to join the attack. Um, it's like really good one-touch football, playing Ossiman in behind and then them scoring. The Ossiman's goal is really, really good. Kavashkelia's goal is, the first one is a really, really good solo um, effort from outside of the penalty area. But another thing that I want to touch up on, Napoli look insanely dangerous from set pieces. I was just going to say. So like Kim scored the fourth one, but like they could have scored three or four from set pieces. Like they've got Ossiman to aim for, and now Kim as well. I think that Kim would be a, a massive threat. He's a he's a giant of a person. Yeah, and he he's got the he can jump really high as well. Yeah, jump man, jump man. I don't need no <laughs> sorry. I had to I had to do it. Do you like that song? I don't know Max? what song it is. Drake, jump man. Nope. No. Uh. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but no, it's after a, a summer of basically losing three like sons of the city. Obviously, Napoli is a city that gets very attached to their players very quickly. The, the summer they've had is possibly the most interesting and fun. Um, Giovanni Simeone, Giacomo Raspadori, Tangi Ndombele, uh, Kavashkelia, and Guita made his loan move permanent, and Kim as well. Like, that's it's an exciting, fun window. Yeah, and, uh, it, gets, and it gets more Dunham exciting well. and fun. It gets more exciting and fun when you watch them play football. Um, yeah, yeah, but they also signed Ndombele on loan. Did you miss that or something? I already said oh, that. Oh, sorry. I thought you missed Languisa. <laughs> no, I said Ndombele. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> and Ndombele is going to lit... Oh, my God. Kavashkelia, Osiman, and Ndombele in the same team. Oh, man. Spalletti's going to fire. Yeah. Napoli look uh, really, really good. Okay, now it's time for my favorite portion of the podcast. Oh, it was, I was already looking forward to this when I was getting all the texts and the tweets because I follow a few Juve fans and the hilarity that, that is Max Allegri's reign at Juventus and just how angry it makes the fans. Sampdori nil, Juventus nil. And there's a very viral image going around of Juve basically building up an attack, an attacking hexagon, should we call it? An octagon? I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, but the image, if you haven't seen it, is f- like the defense and midfield and attack extremely far apart. There's basically no center. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, was it was a game of two halves, I think. I think that Sampdoria did a really good job as well. I, um, they were close. And, um, I mean, Juve had a goal which Vardis allowed, but um, Sampdoria were, were close. Uh, I think they stood up well. Uh, they They were in the relegation battle last year and... Now they stood up against one of the of the top candidates, so it's it's a great result for them. And uh, yeah, but you, you you're not commenting on the main thing. How comedic is Allegri? 
in attack for Juve and this team and how boring is it getting for all of them? Like, a lot of the fans now are just getting furious and it's the second game in. Um, I know there's there's problems with injuries. Paul Pogba is not there. The the star signing of the summer. Angel Di Maria is not there. And if you add them two in, it's a different team. But this, this excuse me, midfield of Rabiot, Locatelli, McKenney, it's not progressive enough. It's not attacking enough. It, it wasn't creating anything. Um, but I think the I like think the, the idea there is to use the wingers for that. Um, but but in that in that image, you saw like they're too far away. Yeah, there's nobody linking defense and attack. But at the same time, as well, the games are just boring to watch. Like they're mind-numbingly boring to watch. And the the problem that you have with Allegri and Juve is that football is going to work if if he gets the results. But even if he gets the results, people are still going to moan about how boring it is. When he doesn't get the results, it's, do you know what I mean? The anger's going to get twofold yeah. and he doesn't have the result to like back yeah. it up. Yeah, and I think it's kind of suffocating some of the offensive players like uh, Di Marie and, and Kostic. They, they're kind of players for an entire, entirely different philosophy of football. Um Vlaovic to an extent as well um, I th- I don't think they could be too happy about this either well, Vlaovic had nine touches <laughs> yeah Vlaovic had nine You're, you've got one of the best strikers in the world and you don't really know how to use him um, it's just like he if... only wants him to respond to crosses in the box almost but even th- they weren't even really getting them in yeah there's a massive, massive problem in midfield. Massive. There's not... Maybe the only thing I can think of he can do is turn to uh, Miretti and uh, Nicolo Rovella. Yeah, but he, he tried that as well. At least Rovella this, this game and uh, didn't look that much of a difference. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Max, like Max won't, won't be changing his stripes anytime soon. He will stick to his guns. And I... I if, unless there's maybe... Um, some kind of, of of rumor we haven't heard of yet. I can't really see the signings. They've been rumored to get in, change this. Um, it's been it's been DPI. Uh, maybe that's off now. Uh, there were some reports about it today. There was, there was um, talks of Leandro Paredes. Yeah, honestly, but I think he's just agreed to go somewhere like a Premier League club somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know. I, I can't see any of those two players be the difference. Pogba could be when he's back, but we don't know when that is. Pogba, Pogba, Pogba probably could be transformational, but you can't just rely on one player that has had massive problems with injuries for like... Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, massive problems. Some of the quotes from Max Allegri were just hilarious. I just love how, in the face of it all, he's just unabashed and he's like, yeah, listen... I am what it says on the tin. This is the football. Deal with it. The quote was, speaking about formation always makes me laugh. Playing football is very simple. You need to pass the ball to the men (laughs) wearing the same shirt as you. (laughs) I have been laughing about that the whole day. Saying that in... uh, After a game where you draw 0-0 to Sampdoria, that is just mind-numbly boring, probably ticks the fans off even more. It's, it's, It's also funny in the aspect that he's been kind of tutored as as a tactical genius, and he goes out to the media and, and delivers that quote. <laughs> I, 
he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. like he's got, he's got. Well, I was gonna say no something to give, but I can't really curse, can I? I think producer Juan will be angry. Yeah, no something to give. He's got nothing to give. Not no. I can't think of a good substitute really. But yeah, interesting to see how Allegri and Juve is gonna gonna turn out because a certain Argentinian manager is available. Pochettino, anyone? It should also be said that it, the same applies to Juventus here. It's still the second game of the season, but it doesn't yes. go well. But that's but second game of the season, nil nil away to Sampdoria. But Juve, I don't know. Juve tend to start a bit low, slowly. Yeah, and like eventually. Like and begrudgingly, I think this happened last year as well when Juve had like whisperings. Remember they had like murmurings of the title. I think I think um, that they last year I think they had kind of the worst starting since like the sixties or something like. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's very true. I remember they they lost to quite a few mid-table teams because I remember that um, Cellini and Allegri just sort of talking to each other on the um, the bylines, just saying non squadra, like this isn't a team. <laughs> Uh, but let but let's it'll be interesting to see how Allegri and Juve uh, play out. But um, there's not the same optimism there as with with Napoli. No, nowhere near. Right to finish off things, it's Max's favorite segment of the week: Arsenal and Goat of the Week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> right, Goat of the Week. Who are you having? Yeah, so so both of us agreed to. Gasparini being asshole of the week. No, we, no, we. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Gasparini. Those quotes aren't nice. Asshole of the week. No, those quotes are not nice. But then, also, you're an asshole because you got made to look like one because Malinowski scored and wasn't without the doubt and, and, the best player for Atalanta against Milan. And then cupped his ear as well. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he felt at that moment because he was like, oh. That idiot! Oh god! But then he was like, "Oh wait, well, what not love?" I, I kind of love that he did it as well. Yeah, I mean, do you think he'll go anywhere in the in the window? Or... It's it's hard because it it feels no. That, I, I I think their squad is too. My, thin. my gut feeling says no, thin. but I mean, if if he doesn't have the trust from Gasperini, then I think that he might look for another club. I don't. Their squad's too thin. Because then, then they'll get to that point where Martin Do, do like, we really think Gasparini will care? No. No. That man doesn't no. care. Uh, and moving on then. That, if that is Arsenal of the Week, who have you got as goal? I will, I will let you begin here because I said Arsenal of the Week. Yeah. My goal of the week. Drum roll, please. Max Allegri. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> I just... I just love the quotes this guy comes out with. It's just hilarious. I'm, I'm sorry. It's sorry, Juve fans. Listen, it's hilarious. He sticks to his guns. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Donish uh, WhatsApped me that quote before, and he said, "I've been lo- I've been laughing about this all day." Oh God! It's just the fact that he was just you know other managers maybe they they get a bit nervous or they're like oh you know that happened or this happened or you know we're working well we're working hard. The man was like, "Yeah, look." Football's a simple game. You pass the people in the same shape. <laughs> the man deserves just yeah, all the praise in the world. Anyway, yep. So, so my mine is uh, Luciano Spalletti because I think that 
Hey, two managers this week. Yay! No, no, but I think that um, obviously it's early on on this in the season, but Napoli lost some heavy, heavy players this summer, and it feels like he they they haven't lost anyone. They've recruited really well. Yeah, that that of course, but it it feels like uh, Spalletti has kind of got on the group to come together really well and gel with each other. And yeah. I, I think that he he, uh, he deserves credit 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 for that because um yeah. cred, cred, what? credit credit remix. He definitely deserves credit. For yeah, uh, it was me being tired, uh, not yeah. stumbling on the we'll, we'll excuse stumbling on the it's, words. It's, it's Wednesday midnight. It's, but it's my third language, okay? Is it? What's the second Sw- one? Italian. Swedish, Italian, and then English. I speak four, but like three of them are very similar. So. <laughs> Punjabi, Hindi, and Urdu. I. But yeah, anyway, that's that's all the culture talk we had for this week. <laughs> and you also got some fun facts about us. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Do you want to do you want to lead lead out this week? Make a bit of a change. Tell the people where they can find us. Yeah, so you can find us on Anchor, uh, Spotify, and uh, you can find all the articles on breaking the lines. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at Aria Drigori. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure about the at here. Area underline de rigore. No, right? no, it's just area de rigore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Maxi Angelo at M A A X I Angelo. Angelo. Oh wait, it is area underscore de rigore. But yeah, no, that's and you can find me D H A R N I S H I Q B A L. I feel like I'm giving somebody my Facebook. So I was right about the at for our Twitter account. Yes, you're a genius, Max. Producer Juan will be proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you again this time next week, talking more culture, uh, more ADR. Go ahead and uh, look up all the stuff on breakinglines.com and all the podcasts. Bye. Bye.